0: Hello, guys. Uh, welcome back to Wildest Krieger Stories. I'm Craig.
1: And I'm Carolina.
0: We are extremely excited about today's podcast uh, because we've actually just officially released our podcast on the web so yeah we're excited about that
1: yeah and it's been really cool to just hear everybody's feedback so the first three episodes was just episodes that we recorded to kind of have something to start with to just kind of launch and people get an idea of who we are and what we are about and so on so that's why we hadn't launched the podcast before recording those those podcasts episodes <laughs> yeah but then now we have launched it officially and it's so awesome to hear everybody's feedback and it seems like you guys are really enjoying it and that makes us so happy so thank you all for that
0: yeah really thanks so much guys for we we didn't think it would take off like it's taken off and it's uh, it's it's been quite amazing and we've actually been dying to do another podcast so yeah it definitely
1: we are. <laughs> definitely motivates us to keep going you know it's definitely a passion project that we're doing and it's yeah. just awesome to hear such great feedback because then you really want to keep going so yeah
0: so we're actually coming to you from Gotland, which is an island off uh, the Swedish coastline. Um, Caroline will tell you a little bit more about that. I i don't really know where I am.
1: <laughs> yes, so we're actually in the Baltic Sea uh, on yeah, an island called Gotland. Uh, a very special place to me. We are going to talk more about that, I think, in later episodes. I'm showing Craig around Sweden and Gotland specifically uh, and showing you a lot of like Swedish culture and you're trying different foods and stuff. Yeah. and because it's the first time you've been here since, like, three years back.
0: It's really cool at the moment. Like, I've really been overwhelmed by how beautiful it is. And actually, surprisingly, how sunny.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, well, it is summer. Anyway, yeah, any, any Swede will tell you this is the best time of the year to to be here because yeah. of the sun.
0: I mean, I walk around with my, like, coat on because there's a cool breeze and everyone's got, like, their shirts off and everything because this is, this is the time.
1: And everybody sits in the sun. Yeah. Because <laughs> you need to soak up as much sun as possible.
0: Uh. Anyway guys, we are here today to chat about a podcast that we're super excited about is our top ten rest camps in the Kruger National Park. Now um we might get questions after this episode of but what about the greater Kruger National Park? And those are all the private reserves that we spoke about Uh, In the earlier podcasts, how the difference between the two. This is the rest camps in the Kruger National Park itself. So the self-driving areas. And we will do a podcast on the um, private reserves adjacent to the Kruger National Park.
1: This episode actually stems from a note that I have had... Do you call it note? Yeah,
0: a note on your phone.
1: note on my phone for about three years now. Hmm. Because we both obviously love the Kruger Park and when we started dating it became a thing of ours to go there as much as possible and it, the best way for for us to experience the park was to drive around uh, doing the self drive thing and stay at the rest camps and we've done all kinds of camping and staying at different uh, huts and houses and all all of the different all kinds. the
0: different car we we covered all the different types of accommodation over the last couple of years
1: and we've been to almost all the Rest camps.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of rustic camps that we haven't and I know like Punda Maria we haven't stayed at yet together. I have stayed there. Before. And I
1: haven't stayed at Lataba yet.
0: Yes. Uh, and we... those
1: are camps we definitely want to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. But we have we have covered the majority of the camps. So forgive us if someone's listening and they feel they had an amazing experience somewhere else, but we may not have already stayed there. And this is all just like our personal opinion and how, what the sightings around we've seen these, in these areas.
1: Exactly, because this note, uh, what we started doing when we started going to the park so much was to write down the different camps and like what we liked about them and how what what it was like when we were there basically. And we were kind of rating them in that way I guess Yeah. so we thought it would be cool to make a podcast episode where we go through our top 10 favourites and that's obviously from our personal point of view so nobody come at us if we forgetting a camp that you really like and if we're saying something that you don't agree with we do know this is completely our personal experience and from you know being yeah. in the park quite a lot but we could have done have a bad experience at a camp when you had a good experience I think that's yeah. just how life works
0: but yeah so the following order of all these camps is in no kind of specific order. We have a top 3 um, are
1: trying to we tried to start with like top 1 to and you know order them and rate them, but it became too difficult.
0: Yeah. Cuz everything's got every every different camp has got their 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 perks and obviously sometimes have something slightly negative about them. Our number 1 camp is Loisabi. Um I think it's an incredibly busy camp because it is along the river and it is between, it is two of the biggest camps in the Kruger National Park. So you've got Lower Sabi and then you've got Skakuza. And often people from Skakuza will head down to Lower Sabi and vice versa. So it can be quite a busy road. So sightings can get quite busy and we've seen that, but we have had some incredible sightings there.
1: It's also good to note that Lower Sabi is in the south of the park and the south is Quite a lot busier than the north because the south is closer to Johannesburg and the big, the bigger towns. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think also because it's uh, there's a lot more camps closer together in in the southern part of the Kruger National Park. So you often there's a lot more traffic there. We always encourage people if they're like diehard Kruger goers don't want sightings to be too busy, go north. And we'll we'll talk about the camps in the north and how quiet they can be as the podcast goes on.
1: Yes, so Lower Sabi, that's the thing. It's a, it's quite a busy camp, but something that we love about it is the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> this is a silly thing, but most of the rest, ca- rest camps will have a restaurant. And we are suckers for mug and bean. Yeah. And the Lower Sabi mug and bean is amazing.
0: So mug and bean is kind of, for those of you who have not traveled to South Africa or not from South Africa, it's, it's very similar to like a Starbucks kind of vibe but it's not uh they have a lot <laughs> more food uh, but it it like i don't know we it's kind of our equivalent of starbucks you know what i mean like starbucks is a thing in south africa but it, i would say that's our equivalent
1: so yeah it's a food chain um a franchise yeah. that has i wouldn't say fast food because it's not really but they, it has a specific menu and it's still like a sit down restaurant yeah. so it's not like starbucks where you no. just get coffee it, you have that as well, but you also can sit down. Yeah. And what I really enjoy about them is that they have quite different food compared to a lot of other franchises in South Africa yeah. and, and very high quality.
0: They're also constantly changing their menu yeah. um, because it's obviously a franchise. So when another, a different one of their restaurants in Joburg or Cape Town, they all, they all change it together. Mm. Um, and that's what's quite nice. So we like the restaurant. Um, we also like the fact that when you are on your self-drive, you're leaving... In winter months, it is an incredible area to be in from a game viewing point of view because mm. all the waters dried up. Now, by winter I'm meaning anything from July, August, September, October, and beginning November, so South African winter. The water has dried up in all the all the smaller waterholes surrounding that area. So all the animals congregate at the river. You often finding huge herds of buffalo, um, there are so many prides of lion in that area. I haven't particularly studied the dynamics of that area, Uh, But the lion viewing is really good. And obviously, river lions are a really good place to to find leopard. And we've had some phenomenal leopard sightings down there. Absolutely.
1: And I think it's also, I think what's good to mention, because we talk about how a place can be busy and sightings can be busy. And that is definitely something that can, you know, take away the feeling and sometimes Mm. be a negative thing, especially from a photography point of view for me. But what also is good to mention is that when there is a lot of cars around, the chances of you seeing something might be slightly higher because other cars will spot something. Something might cross the road. Like, let's say a leopard crossed the road and and, and then disappears into the bushes and then up a tree. The car who saw it cross the road will stay there and they will kind of keep an eye on it. And when then you drive past, they might tell you, oh, there's a leopard here and you'll be able to see it. Yeah. Although, and if if that car wasn't there, you would you like you
0: may have driven past
1: exactly you may have driven past it because you don't spot the leopard in the tree or whatever. So that does contribute as well to finding stuff when you're in a busier area. I think that's good to mention.
0: Absolutely, I think what happens is they could have what what also is a frustrating part of it is sometimes you you're driving down the road and those of you who have travelled in these areas in Kruger, you might feel the same as I do. Someone has seen a leopard cross the road, but it ha- it's continued on its route and actually disappeared and you've got this cluster of about 20 cars because one person saw a leopard scamper across the road but it's long gone and there's about 20 cars and you you, to you see waste time <laughs> you are trying to find this leopard, but it's actually long gone. So that's a frustrating part, but all in all I think Loisabi is a is a really a really good area and definitely one of our favorites.
1: So we were thinking we will go through the top sightings that we've had for each camp and for lower Sabi, what do you think, Greg? What's our top sighting there?
0: I, I remember we, we came up from from uh, lower Sabi one morning. We were heading to Skukuza. It was it was winter. I remember, and uh, we saw a massive pride line. There must have been about twelve or thirteen individuals, and they were walking up the road. And uh, suddenly they started, you know, kind of getting into that formation where you could see their that their focus point heads were low, uh, kind of walking through the grass. A couple of them stuck on the road. A couple of these younger individuals, and we, we both knew, like, no, something's happening here. And we saw, or oh, I think we may have heard, uh, a, a buffalo grunting in the in the front. And um, it turned out there was a massive herd of buffalo, and they all got into position, going down towards the river. Some on the road, some.
1: Uh, up into the the thicket
0: no the lions sorry (laughs) (laughs) and the buffalo were coming from the river line and going further in to um, uh, the bush away from the river and um, yeah we watched them try we watched them chase about two or three times didn't we unfortunately it wasn't a successful hunt
1: still very cool to see that interaction and seeing like we actually saw the buffalo like charging against the lions and you know and that's when they I think they eventually gave up when the buffalo had seen them and it, it was a
0: full forty-five minutes or an hour sighting of mm. them all, all kind of interacting. So the animal behavior there was was amazing.
1: Yeah, it was really really cool sighting. I think the next one we want to mention is Tamboti Tented Camp. It is a very special camp to us. I
0: think yeah. To us personally, some people may may like like we said at the beginning is some people might have a have a different point of view, but to us it is an incredibly special camp. We, we find it, I remember the first time we actually went to Tambuoti. So Tambuoti is more in the central part of the, the Kruger National Park, close to the Open Gate, for those that don't know. When we got there the first time, I remember, because we stayed there together for the first time, which is quite rare for me, because I've I've been to Kr- going to Kruger a lot more than Carolina has um, through my life. And I remember feeling it being so spacious. Mm. You couldn't see the tent next to you. There was there was a lot of vegetation, and you were on the Tumbwati River, which is amazing. Sorry, Timbavati River. My Timbavati apologies.
1: River. It's also it's a very um, it's kind of different that, that way. As you say, you you can't always. We've realized later on that we, yeah. that you can see the tent next to you at some some of the spots. So we're not gonna promise people that if they go booking there. Yeah. But at some spots you don't see the tent next to you, and it's very like there's a lot of vegetation, so it feels like you're kind of in, like a jungle kind mm. of vibe. And it's just very pretty walking around the camp because it's this like, I don't know, forest-y. foresty vibe yeah. and a lot of birds and really cool animals. Uh, so it's really, and because it's on the river, you can also often see stuff right in front of your your tent. Yeah. Like we saw elephants last time we were there. We've seen buffalo before. We've seen hyena walk past. So that's that's a really cool thing about that camp. And it just also, I don't know, it's a tented camp, so that's good to mention there's only safari tents. Yeah,
0: and it's there they are safari tents, but the majority of them have... It's a communal ablution, a communal exactly. bar- bathroom and shower. So, but there are there is a section of the camp that does have tents that come with a toilet and a shower, and obviously a basin, but they're a little bit more expensive.
1: Mm. And then you have the Marula camp right next door, which I've never been to, which, but that would be the camping version.
0: Yeah, it's not right next door. You can't hear the camp or anything like no, that. No. It's 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 about a two kilometer drive from there. But that's that's the camping option, which I've i we've never stayed there. But, but I've heard it's just as good. I, I've heard good things. So a couple of downsides to Tamboti Tented Camp is there is no shop, but there is a shop that's accessible. It's at the open gate or open camp, uh, which is a short like two and a half kilometers away from Tamboti Tented Camp. And there's no restaurant. And there's also no restaurant at Orpen Camp. So it would be a completely self-catering option um, for you. Uh, another downside is there's not too many little loops. And myself and Carolina love the little loops that go around in the early mornings and afternoons. We love to take those little loops uh, away from the main road. And uh, we kind of find if we're staying in that area, we driving the one main road quite a lot so i'd say those are those are probably the three downsides
1: yeah because you have to kind of like drive out and then onto like the bigger loops to drive around and then back to the camp but just driving the same road like in and out almost yeah for quite a bit uh, both in the mornings and afternoons yeah Uh, so so that's a big downside but it is a very cool area i think from a game viewing point of view it is still really awesome something that I really like about the camp is that there's these super nice open clearings right as you like kind of get to the main road From when you've been driving from Tamboti and then onto the you're on a little dirt road and then you get to the main road, there's these big clearings where there's a lot of general game almost always. Yeah. Like zebra, wildebeest, impala, we see a jackal there quite a lot. So that's that's really cool and from a photography point of view, it's beautiful because it's just this open open area with all this general game. And in the mornings when we were there late last time now in March was it? Feb. February, Mm. then there was this beautiful mist Mm. that was lying there, that was there in the, in the mornings. So you got these really cool misty photos of, of the general game. So that was, that was really awesome.
0: Also, um, we forgot to mention that it is the, the home of the white lions. Um, Yes. That's one of the, the most amazing, um, almost iconic sightings you can have of that area. There are only three wild white lions left in Kruger national park and, two of them are part of the Birmingham Pride, that ter- territory overlaps the Tamboti Tented Camp uh, area. So that's also a reason to to book that Tented Camp specifically, obviously no guarantees, but we've had a phenomenal sighting of them um, for a number of hours.
1: It would probably be your best, best shot.
0: Yeah, your best shot at seeing um, the White Lions would probably be staying there.
1: Yeah. And to move on to the top sightings from Tamboti, we have a quite a funny story of (laughs) once when we were staying there and had a leopard sighting. And yeah, do you want to tell this story or should I?
0: So, yeah, I I suppose I can tell it. Um, (laughs) uh, So in the Kruger National Park, it's like you're not allowed to get out your car. And at all costs, you stay in your vehicle. Only at specific Uh, designated areas. like picnic sites you're allowed to get out and certain viewing points and certain bridges. Um, But there's always signs that say you can get out of your car here Mm. at your own risk. And we, the one day we were on our way back, weren't we? It was Mm. late afternoon. We were on our way back and I really needed to pee. (laughs) And um, we were, Carolina complained because the light was good and everything was picture perfect for photography and craig had to get out the car and have a whiz and um as i opened the car we heard the impala alarm calling no, i heard yes, the impala alarm sorry calling.
1: sorry so i heard the impala alarm calling like on the clearing kind of next to the road not too far away and i was like craig the, the impala alarm, alarm calling <laughs> and he was like no it's probably just for me like they can see me or something and they just alarm calling because it's a person and they don't like people. And then all of a sudden, a leopard crosses the road right in front well, of us.
0: Yes, yeah, she she was looking at me at first from behind because I, I was climbing back into the car. Mm. And she was standing at the edge of the road. And I was like, oh, my word, leopard. not Not... Not in attack mode or anything. It no, was no. just like quite kind of this inquisitive look. And then once I got back into the car, I just slowly crossed the road.
1: She was kind of like, what's going on there? Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? You're not supposed to get out of the yeah, car. Yeah, we were
0: not <laughs> supposed to do that. So that was that was a bad move from us. But you know what? People need to also just chill out. Because people need to go to the bathroom. You know, And camps are so far <laughs> between each other that you, you have to go. If you have to go, you have to go. It also
1: wasn't like you were running... Fifty meters in no, the you No, know? I
0: opened the door. And yeah, exactly. Took a step out.
1: Yeah, so that was a, that was a funny, funny. Probably uh, one of our funniest. <laughs> funny sighting, yeah, but it was cool though. We saw the leopard. She yeah. crossed the road. She and she was, was very chilled. chilled. Yeah. yeah, that was a cool sighting. Okay, let's move on to our third top three camp. So yeah. we've done we've done south central, and now we're in the north.
0: Yeah, this one is also very special to us. We've had some. Probably like some of our best leopard sightings we've ever had
1: Absolutely in,
0: in the Kruger National Not Park. Not just some,
1: I think like all of the best leopard sightings. Yeah, almost.
0: it was, it was, yeah, it's been, this camp is amazing.
1: It's, oh, sorry.
0: You tell you <laughs> I'm told supposed to
1: camp. present yes. it now. It's Shingwezi. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: Yeah, Shinguezi is a very, very special camp to us, like I've mentioned about four times, but it's... Why it's so special is it's so remote, mm. almost. You know, it's quite a big camp. It's a very old camp, and it's the
1: it's beautiful. Yeah,
0: it's beautiful. It the the restaurant overlooks um, the Shinguezi River, uh, which is amazing. It's often a dry riverbed for most of the year, and like I said, there's this the the leopard density around that that area is is amazing, and we've we we very rarely share sightings um I feel with like, other vehicles
1: i feel like we've had yeah the most incredible leopard sightings there and all of those leopard, those leopard sightings have been either by ourselves or with only like one other vehicle because it's yeah. so quiet because this is quite far up to the north so i guess that's the negative thing and that's why we unfortunately don't don't go there that often because it is very far to drive so yeah you know, it takes quite a long time to get up there the best thing would be to go through palabora gate yeah and then it's still a few hours drive from palabora it
0: yeah it's it's a good couple of hours mm. uh, you could go in at Pufuri, which is the furthest north uh, northern gate but also that it's still far to get from Pufuri or even punda maria down to Shinguizi. To um so yeah the best the best access to the camp would probably be Palabora Gate. Yeah. Uh, conven- from a convenience point of view.
1: And then drive up to to the north there to to Shinguezi. And that's the good thing about it is because it is so far, it is very quiet. And not just from like a people staying there point of view, like the roads and busyness of sightings is very quiet. Mm. So, like the one time we stayed there it was it actually felt like there was a lot of people staying at the camp, but when we were out on drive, we barely saw anyone yeah, and that's the beautiful thing uh, thing about it. It kinda also feels a little bit more wild, and it's definitely a like camp for locals,
0: yeah um the sh- we we did notice that the shop was not as equipped as the shops down in the south i think I it's know. just i think it's just takes it takes time to get
1: i wonder if we were very unlucky because also <laughs> we also there was one of those times when we hadn't really planned very well and we were camping you know wanting to make our own food and stuff and we didn't buy anything in advance which isn't highly recommended because the shops are quite good but they don't have everything. So it is good to buy your own stuff and then just, you know, buy a few things yeah. from the shops. And it was one of those times when we hadn't planned properly and we needed to buy everything and they one, had nothing.
0: One of those times. <laughs> Every time we do not plan properly. We've gotten better but like there's always something that we get to the camp and we're like, uh, okay. We forgot this. Yeah. yeah. So Again. It happens. It happens often.
1: It does, it does. And so we ended up, that trip, I think we ended up eating very, like, kind of plasticky burgers. What did
0: did the cheese say? The the cheese cheese said... Cheddar-flavored something.
1: It said, yeah, it said cheddar-flavored cheese, I think. So it wasn't real cheddar, it was just cheddar-flavored. Yeah,
0: it was, yeah, basically translated to cheddar-flavored plastic.
1: Yeah, basically. So that's what we were living on uh for that, that <laughs> for that trip. trip yeah but that was a really cool trip and we had some awesome leopard sightings i think we do want to mention our most special leopard sightings from shingwetzi as the top sighting
0: yeah that that with that that impala with the, oh, the, yeah. the leopard with the impala kill on the road that was magic. yeah so this
1: was the first time we were staying at shingwetzi and we were there with a bunch of friends and we were actually on our way out mm. and we were leaving the camp and we just took took this little little loop uh, that went to the river and all of a sudden we spot a dead impala on the road and we were like, This is weird, obviously. There's a dead impala on the road. And just looking a little bit closer, obviously still in our cars, we weren't you know, no. but driving a little bit closer trying to see, we could see that the blood Not we, but I think our friends saw that the blood was still kind of fresh from the neck.
0: It was still like flowing. Like it was, Mm. it it hadn't dried. It was, it was dripping off the neck. So it was an incredibly fresh kill.
1: So yeah, obviously going, uh, taking the conclusion, um, what do you call it? Going to the conclusion.
0: Yeah, coming to the conclusion.
1: Coming to the conclusion that a leopard had killed this impala. Or it could have been a lion, but Mm. we just thought it was a leopard and, and then got scared and ran off. So we kind of just stopped there and we were like, let's just sit and wait and see if this leopard comes back and gets more comfortable. And otherwise we're going to leave and let her have the kill, you know? Yeah. And this leopard, all of a sudden we're seeing this leopard in a tree next to the road.
0: Yeah. It was in one of the Mapani trees.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was looking and we see that she's looking way over in the distance. And we realized that there was something else that we couldn't see that she was looking at that probably was what chased her off. So she was kind of looking at that and, you know, waiting to see. But she seemed very keen to come down, obviously, to get her kill and so on. And she didn't seem too bothered by us. She was looking at this other thing in the distance that we couldn't see. So we sat there and waited. I think we waited for like an hour or so. Mm. And that's the thing. Sometimes you just need to be very patient and it's going to pay off. I remember I needed to pee really badly, but obviously we didn't want to leave or, you know, I couldn't get out and pee there. So I just had to sit there and just hold it. And eventually she came down and on the road, grabs this Impala and drags it into a bush next to the road and started eating. And that was just, that was an incredible sighting. Seeing that power of her grabbing it by the neck and dragging it off the road.
0: I think she was also, it was, what what did we, we shared that sighting with three cars for the entire sighting. And the entire sighting must have been what, an hour and a half?
1: And I think that was like two of those cars were our friends. Yeah. 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 Because we were all traveling out of the park mm. in, in different cars. So, yeah, that was a very, very special place. And that just shows you uh, how patience pays off. And um, what I do feel we need to mention now that we are talking about these lepers in Shinguizzi is that it can be very quiet. Yeah. I think before <clears throat> this, before this sighting, we hadn't seen
0: anything the whole morning no we did that morning we had seen a lioness as well we had yeah, yeah.
1: but we but, but for those two three days that we were staying there we yeah. didn't see much we also were driving quite far because we were going to go like watch see more scenic things yeah but uh, i think that is good to mention that you can go quite a long time without seeing anything but when you do see something it is really really good so it's yeah. like it's quality over quantity i guess correct Okay. Let's move on to, so that was our top three camps. Now we're going to go move on to our, like the rest of the top 10. And I think we're going to do these a little bit faster because yeah. we don't have as much to say about them. And we also, we are talking quite a lot. We are talking a lot. <laughs> the next one we want to mention is Olifants.
0: Olifants is amazing because it is, it's a camp that overlooks the Olifants river, but is from an elevated position. That's about two, 300 meters. Uh, high so you you can see so far and they've got this little viewing platform that you can just look onto onto the river so you see massive herds of elephants often hippo buffalo so that that is an amazing um, draw card
1: if you're into landscape photography that is definitely the place to go in kruger
0: i i would agree yeah
1: it's just absolutely breathtaking the view the Olifants River. Maybe to explain for those who don't know, the Olifants River is probably one of the biggest rivers in South Africa. Yeah, right? it is. So it's a really majestic river to to see mm. from an elevated point like that. So it's a really really cool place, and ju- not just the camp. Like the the location of the camp and the view from there, I think Olifants as an area, when you're driving around, there's a lot of really cool viewpoints mm. that are also really beautiful.
0: And that you can get out your car at most of those those viewpoints, but mm. just have a look at the sign because there's also a couple that you can't. So look yeah. for the sign that says you can get out the car. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Olifants, all in all, is amazing, and we've had some incredible sightings that side. I think the the top sighting there was the um we had three leopard. Uh, mm. on 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 an impala kill. there was
1: well was... the two lepers was on the kill and then the yeah third so it was one a came. female a
0: female and her cub mm. and this knobthorn was right next to the road like I'm talking it can't the sighting can't get better
1: and knobthorn is a tree for those of you know. <laughs> it's um, a specific kind of tree
0: but this th- these this female was so confident she had half a tail um, remember
1: oh yeah, yeah no it was like a kink, it oh, was it was like a kink, kink in the, in the tail. tail
0: um I just remember there was a problem with her tail. And um, this female and her cub were just constantly changing positions, one going up, one going down. And then after we had been with the these two for about, what, it must have been half an hour? Mm. And the, we were we were pushing for the gate again because yes. now the gate, time was going, it was late, late afternoon. And we were like, okay, we need to get going. And all of a sudden, as we're leaving, there's a third leopard just sitting in the background. And it was a male. So we decided to stay for a little bit longer, and um, nearly missed the gate. But this female was trying to get to this male to keep this male away from the cub, mm. and that was amazing for me to see um, from an animal behavior point of view. That she was trying to get the cub out away uh, by distracting the male,
1: because it was probably not his his. We don't father. know that for sure. But But if she was trying to distract it, I would... It is uh, a high possibility. Yeah. But it was a very interesting uh, interaction to watch. And I think also eventually the sighting ended because there was hyenas that came and tried to get to the kill in the tree and and the leopards disappeared. So it was a really, really cool sighting. And yeah, I highly recommend Oliphants in general. The next camp that we want to talk about... Again, we keep on saying that all of these camps are so special to us, but they they are. Like, I think we've said for every single one that this camp is a special one for us. This one is the very first camp that I stayed at in the park when I stayed over in the park for the first time, and that is Pretorioscope.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of sentimental to you. Almost,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I love this camp. Uh, It's it's really beautiful, and uh, it's more on like in like a bushy Mm. area so like not on a river which some of the other camps we've been talking about are Uh, but it's really really nice and something that is definitely cool about this camp is the pool i think that is the nicest pool in the whole park yeah it's a really nice it almost like it feels like you're almost like a five-star hotel kind of pool (laughs) it's like a really cool cool pool but i think the only bad thing is that we don't like the restaurant
0: yeah, we're not going to mention what restaurant it is, but those of you who have been there that you know, um, it's often quite dirty. Um, the food is average and the staff are not the best.
1: It's um, also just a restaurant where you don't feel should f- it fits into the bush because yeah. it's like a fast food chain kind yeah. of thing. So that's the only negative thing. So when we're there, we always bring our own food and cook for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, definitely a cool, cool place. And it's a really... Really awesome area for for leopards, eh? Well,
0: yeah. It's also got quite a lot of copies, um, copies by these small rock formations. Um, when we say copies, I don't think we've ever actually explained that. No, but exactly. Small little rock formations around the around the camp itself. So, it is it is a good place for leopards. We often find um, we often hear we've never personally seen one, but we often hear about a lot of den sites in those mm. in those areas. So leopards um, stashing their cubs away. Um,
1: a lot of good little loops. Yeah. So when we were talking about earlier with Tamboiti how there isn't a lot of loops, Uh, Pretorioscope is definitely where there's a lot of small little loops that you can can do. So that's really, really cool. Also quite beautiful views uh, Hmm. there as well. So that's a really cool area. I think it's also a good area for sable, for those who would be interested in that. There is a herd of sable around in that area.
0: Yeah, it's difficult to say with an animal like that, with the population being... um being where it is but yeah we've we've our our personal sightings and also people that i've chatted to have often seen sable around there Mm. that area um so yeah if you are looking for sable probably one of the better places to go look but because the population is not so high in the kruger it's 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 a tricky one
1: no definitely and i think for top sightings, I do want to mention the very first time I saw Cheetah in the wild.
0: Yeah, I wasn't with you, so you guys, you can have yes, this one. <laughs> that's
1: why I'm, I'm kind of asking Craig, is it right if I tell this tell story? Tell the story, go Because this Matt. was the very first time that I was, as I mentioned, the very first time I was staying in the park. And we were, I was there with a couple of friends, and we were driving uh, through the park down, uh, staying at Petroscope, and we had... We had had really cool sightings that day, I remember. So it had taken a little bit longer than we thought to get down to petroscope, And we were late for the gate, which is always when the best sightings happen, <laughs> when you're in a rush and you're trying to, you, you want to get to the gate time. Um, and all of a sudden, we see a cat-like animal walking down the road. And we, at first we thought it was lions, but then at a closer look, they were walking towards us we see that it's cheetah and there was three male cheetah. And that was my very first time seeing cheetah in the wild. So I was obviously mind blown and they walk towards us and we are like, but we can't, we we can't, like, we have to stay with these. We will, we'll make it to the gate. It's fine. Like, but we just have to watch and see what happens. And they jump up on one of the signs and i think i need just need to explain maybe you can explain craig how do you explain these kruger signs for anyone who's been to kruger knows that they're quite iconic
0: yeah so the 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 they they made out of rock and they are just signposts to tell you how far you are from a camp or and it's basically a direction post like like a street sign basically but it's it's made in in a in a very kind of like a rock way like it's it's built up rock yeah, no. and it
1: has like a little platform on the top, so they like square-ish. Just
0: go Google sign post in Kruger. Yeah, it's hard to explain.
1: And and something very special to see, and I think people who I think a lot of people are probably going to be quite jealous of me from the sighting was that these uh, cheetah jumped up to the, on the sign, and they were scent marking the sign. They you know used the sign as like a viewpoint to kind of look out and see further and so on. So that was really, really special to see. Uh see them jumping up and down on the sign yeah. and so on. Uh, all three of them, and that was.
0: I still haven't seen that.
1: Yeah, it's it's a, such a special, Kruger, spe- sure. such a special thing to see, and I think that was a really good way of having a really good first cheetah sighting. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I
1: haven't had a cheetah sighting that have beat that after yeah. afterwards. So that's that's definitely a good a good one to mention. Sitara. That's the next camp we're talking about. cannot
0: events. write off Sitara. Always. Something can always happen there. Absolutely. It's also it's one of those those camps that, you know, very similar to Tamboyti with the clearings. You're often seeing lots of herds of wildebeest and zebra mm. around. Um, and
1: beautiful sunsets.
0: Yes, yes. Because of the openness of yeah. of the area. so like
1: Serengeti-like sunsets. It is
0: almost like the Serengeti. Now that we've been there, we, we know that, yeah. that it, it's very, very similar. And obviously, anyone that knows Kruger knows the famous S one hundred. I'm not so wild. <laughs> That's
1: the road. For those who don't know, yeah. the roads are are named, named. that way.
0: Um, and yeah, S one hundred for me. Sorry guys, I'm gonna get a bit of hate for this one, but uh, but overrated, hey.
1: We felt like everybody honest. was basically telling us that the S one hundred is like the best road in the park, and you are always going to see the most amazing sightings on that road. But the times that we have driven it, we actually it's haven't been... seen much.
0: Nah, not much. Well, you, you see, we have had a couple of sightings there, but not not to the extent of the hype. Mm. So people hype up the S one hundred, and yes, it's a cool road. Uh, it's next to a, a little river line uh, or drainage line, so to speak, and it, it is. It's pretty. Uh, good birding on that road um, but yeah like people say like the big cats on that road are amazing just at the site and yeah for me I don't, I don't feel it so like we have a little trick when we stay at Satara so there's there's a road that goes down the S100 links onto the H6 um, and we have a little trick like I mentioned is you go down and do the H6 first because everyone that leaves Satara in the early morning jumps straight onto the S100 and where this actually worked out for us yeah. A, Couple months back, was mm. we went on to the H6 and we saw, uh, we had that sighting of the lions. Kind of lions at, eating a
1: buffalo. Um, sorry, the, wildebeest.
0: Wildebeest. And we there was the hyenas everywhere, and yeah. it had been raining, and the one lioness had obviously been, been in the mud, and she looked black. I mean, it must. It's also one of the yeah, most she amazing. sights. covered
1: sightings. in blood, and yeah, there was this inter- inter- no, interaction. No mud. F- sorry, sorry. Mud. Mud. It covered in mud, and there was this interaction between. The hyenas and the lions, you know, the lions chasing off the hyenas. And it was it was really, really cool to see. And we were we were there by ourselves for probably two hours or something because everybody else was on S100 and seeing nothing. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because then we met those cars uh, coming on the S100 and we asked them, have you guys seen anything this morning? And they hadn't. Yeah. So So we it was a good choice. Yeah, uh, so so that's that's a really cool one. I think that is our top sighting there for, for that, for Sitara.
0: Um, another thing, Sitara, we noticed the other day when we were there with my brother, we they've just upgraded their restaurant, so it's a cattle mm. baron now, um, which is quite a good restaurant.
1: We um, haven't eaten there yet, but it looks really yeah, nice. Yeah,
0: it looks good. Um, The little deck mm. overlooking the little waterhole there in front, Um, that it looks good.
1: Mm. What's well, good to mention about Sitara as well is that there's no huts, yeah, there's only camping or bungalows. And, and the so bungalows are
0: quite expensive.
1: The, and the bungalows are quite expensive. So, so that's just good to mention for those who might be looking at going there.
0: Very popular for South Africans.
1: So yeah, it can get quite busy because it is very popular for South Africans. And it's
0: a, one of the bigger camps.
1: And one of the bigger camps. But it is definitely a very cool camp. And if, you, if you're if you there midweek, it's usually yeah. not too busy. Yeah. The next one is also a big camp. Skukuza. Yeah, it's the
0: biggest. It's the biggest. <laughs> it's like a little bloody town.
1: It is a town, isn't it? Yeah,
0: well, it is Skukuza town. It's kind of the staff camp, and yeah, there's there's, there's so much happening there. They've got a they've got a courthouse,
1: and got a golf
0: course. They've got a golf course. And they've a got a cricket airport. field and an airport. Yeah, exactly. So if you're flying into Kruger and you want to fly directly into Kruger, you can often in the uh, at certain lodges in the area, the luxury lodges, they'll come fetch you from from Skukuza Airport. So yeah, it's, it, it's one of the bigger camps mm. um, in the, the, sorry, the biggest camp in the Kruger National Park.
1: But I do think, so obviously we're not, we, we, we're not going to go into that because I think it speaks for itself being the biggest camp. Mm. It, it will de- it can definitely get very busy. But I do think it has its very, very good pros that weigh out, that busy con. Yeah. And, uh, and that is, for example, there is different uh, restaurant options. So, there's three different restaurants in the camp.
0: Yeah. Um, there is the restaurant at the new Kakuza Safari Lodge, which is, it's it's a hotel, very much like a Holiday Inn vibe. Mm. And um, they've got an amazing buffet that you can go to. They have a breakfast and lunch buffet and a sit-down dinner. Uh, I think it's a la carte. I've never had dinner there, but I I think it is a la carte. And then they've got the train restaurant, which we really love. I love um, the train restaurant. The food is really good.
1: The vibe the, is amazing.
0: Yeah. They, they, they've they got like a little bar um, mm. that if sport's on, you can watch some sports for those who are enjoying sports. And also it's this old train that they've turned into a a bar and restaurant. So mm. it, it, it's, it's just a good vibe.
1: It's a really cool place. And then you've got the Cattle Baron.
0: Car- the Cattle Baron. Which dog. is on the river. Yeah. So... There's diversity mm. um, so for you spending three or four nights there, you can eat somewhere different every single night, so
1: there's also a nice. spa
0: there is a spa that's linked to the hotel, you're right,
1: mm. uh, obviously you need to pay extra for, for mm. all these things but but it's good to know there is also not in the in the rest camp itself, but very close by, quite close to the golf court is Lake Panic, which mm. is very a very famous hide, yeah. bird hide. And probably our favorite in the camp, I would say the, the, park.
0: the most famous bird hide in mm. the Kruger National Park. It's often gets quite busy, but it is it, it you, the photographs you can get of bird and people Birds, are very respectful.
1: Sorry. You know, everybody mm. keeps quiet. I've never had any bad experiences no. there with it being. If there's a lot of people, you know, they often also if someone has like the best spot, they like you know give it up often yeah. a little bit and give someone else a chance of sitting there. But it's a really, really good height and very good for photography.
0: Mm. I've also got, like we mentioned earlier, a golf course. Um, Mm. I've played there a good couple of times. It's a nice golf course. Um, Nine holes, 18 tees for those of you who are golfers. And there's no fences. So people often are kept up to date. Don't be scared. like People are kept up to date with regards to what's happening around the golf course. But for example, me and a friend of mine uh, were playing a game of golf there we didn't see this happen but we did hear that that morning as we arrived to play our game the wild dogs were finishing off an impala kill on the fourth tee box so it kind of slowed the game down a little bit but stuff like that does happen and that's what's incredibly cool about that that golf course
1: yeah a really really cool place so skuza definitely has a lot of options and a lot of variety Mm. and a lot of things but as we mentioned, it it's can get very busy. busy yeah. And it doesn't feel feel very wild because of all the things we've just mentioned. Yeah. Okay, yeah. the next one, Craig.
0: Crocodile Bridge.
1: Far in the south.
0: <sighs> Far south. One of the most furthest southern camps in the Kruger National Park. Awesome area. Um, when you think of Crocodile Bridge, or when I think of Crocodile Bridge, I think Cheetah. Often a really, really good place to find Cheetah. There's there are massive plains in this area um, with small pockets of acacia tree lines. Um, and the area just speaks for Cheetah. And I mean, the sightings speak for Cheetah. As well. It's probably the area in the Kruger National Park that Cheetah are seen most often. So if you're looking for Cheetah, that's your best bet. Um, nice accommodation. Uh, there's a mix of safari tents. It's a small camp. Mm. Safari tents, camping, and then bungalows. And the safari tents do not have uh, a toilet and shower attached so it's communal ablutions but the bungalows have um a shower and a toilet so but it one downside at crocodile bridge is it's pretty much at a gate mm. so when you're leaving in the morning at the gate is right there yeah so they could be a bit of con there's a bit of a congestion with regards to traffic
1: pro tip is to go in summer because in summer the rest camps gates open earlier than the parks gates Mm, by about half an hour sometimes even up to one hour yeah when and that's really that's a really good time to be there so then you can be at a sighting first thing in the morning before everybody who comes through the gate will come through so that's just a pro trip tip if you go when i go to um, crocodile bridge
0: yeah it's also it's on the river it's on the crocodile river which is quite beautiful so if you you can hear um, the river flowing Uh, if you're in one of the safari tents that is close enough to the river line you can hear uh, the 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 flowing crocodile river which is which is quite magical
1: so the next camp is a camp I haven't been to Mm. I've been to but I haven't stayed at yeah we've we've often when we're driving up north we have stopped there quite a lot often for coffee or breakfast Breakfast,
0: It's Lataba, um, so it's just north of Urifans camp. Uh, it's also on a river line. It's on the Lataba River. Um, and why I think this is so special is they have the Tusker Museum, where they have. It's a museum where a Tusker is an elephant. For those of you who don't know that has massive tusks, I'm not going to get into what def- what defines a Tusker, but they have massive tusks, and there was. Um, seven elephants called the Magnificent Seven um, of the Kruger National Park. They all had their own names. And those specific elephants, tusks, are in this museum. And the story of each individual elephant is in this museum. And for me, that is really amazing um, that Sandparks has chosen to preserve that and kind of educate the, the guests that go through that, uh, that camp on those individual elephants and it's free to get into that museum.
1: It's so cool because when you walk in there's this huge I think it's just a plastic elephant but it's it's a real size elephant uh, of one of the Tuskers I think. It's a replica. Yeah. Uh, And it just makes you realize how big elephants can get because sometimes when you see them in a car like you do they they feel big but you're sitting in a car so you're still kind of elevated but then when you walk into this museum and you're so close to this huge plastic elephant but still it feels very real it makes you feel very small and realize how big these animals are
0: yeah i think it's it it, it, i don't know i just because obviously like you know i've been going to kruger for a very very long time it's i just when i go into the museum there's a very special feeling Mm. um about that because when i was younger i did actually see a couple of those individuals uh one or two um which was quite special
1: yeah it's a very cool place highly recommend that then we've got uh, another one in the south, Birkendal.
0: Berchandal Race Camp is beautiful, set in those rolling hills. Wouldn't you agree? I also
1: like the yeah. I love the scenery there with the rolling hills, and I love the little. There's like a little walk through the camp. Yeah, called, on the fence
0: line. What's it called? The Rhino Way or something.
1: Rhino walk or something. Yeah. Rhino trail maybe. And I think there was actually once there was a leopard spotted on that. Yeah. On that walk. Yeah. That's quite crazy. They also
0: had to. The one time they had to. They had to um close the gates because there was a pride of lions at gates oh, And there was a photo on the latest Kruger sightings app where they just had to close the gates and no one could go in because there were lions outside trying to go into the camp. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh it's an awesome camp. It's a massive camp um but not too many forms of accommodation. So it's a big area. Mm. So it's it's very similar to Tamboti where there's a lot of almost natural area within the camp. So that walking trail, you can walk down the fence line and you're often seeing elephants on the fence. Um, uh, there has been lions spotted from that walk, but obviously they're on, you're in the camp and they're outside. So it, it's a nice little walk um, for a couple of Ks along the fence line. So that, that that's definitely a plus for Burgendahl.
1: Yeah, well, I think also when you're driving around Kruger, you're in your car so much. Mm. So we like to be able to walk around. We like those camps where you can actually... Get your steps in and you know walk around a little bit, stretch your legs because you 're sitting in the car so much so that 's definitely a plus yeah and as as we mentioned, it is really a beautiful area with all those mountains, so Birchendal in Afrikaans means mountain and valley uh, which definitely uh, explains the the area a lot
0: yeah it does it 's got these yeah it 's just like you said from a scenery point of view it's it 's just amazing, and we 've obviously had a lot. Of good sightings in this area i mean we had recently we had the the mating pair lions in that area but we also a bit of a hit and miss area sometimes definitely um, sometimes we've driven there and just you see nothing especially it, it it's very it's very season dependent
1: and that is all our top 10 rest camps that we have stayed at and Yeah, you guys are welcome to send in suggestions if we have missed anything. But as we said, this is definitely our uh, experience and you know our opinion for for what we have experienced.
0: I feel like we might get a bit of hate for that S (laughs) one hundred comment.
1: Yeah, but that's a few
0: South Africans.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, and that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. We just haven't been too lucky there. Yeah. We do want to mention as well a few places that aren't rest camps. They are what do you call them? Picnic sites. Picnic sites. So a few of them have restaurants and a few of them just are picnic sites. So basically a place where you can just stop and uh, have a picnic, I guess. Yeah. And there's often beautiful views and you can get out of your car a little bit. And one very good one is Chiquana.
0: Chiquane is awesome. Yeah, we like that one. We often say it's, it's a mix of both. So you've got the restaurant and you can also bring your own things.
1: Mm. And the restaurant is really good. I love their food. I love their mm. jaffles. They're really, really good. Uh, just to mention, Chiquana is between... Sitara and skakuza correct on the drive there so that's good to know and we've had some good sightings around there as well on that road we've seen quite a few leopards on that road i think
0: mm, yeah well you drive along a, a river line mm. um, which is which is quite nice and pretty and yeah we've had A number of leopard sightings there.
1: Yeah. So that's definitely highly recommended. Another one that also has really amazing food because they they upgraded, I think during lockdown, they really put a lot of effort into that camp uh, to upgrade it and and, uh, upgrade the restaurant and kind of put more uh, life into it. And that is Afsol.
0: Afsol is a beautiful picnic site. And it's also conveniently located if you're staying at Bergendahl or even Skakusa. So you can go on your morning drive for like three hours. If you're doing a full day, you can go on your little three hour morning drive, get to Afsal, uh, have breakfast, breakfast and then kind of wind your way back to the camp or continue on further whatever. They you
1: have prefer. amazing sandwiches, just just to say. Yeah they do. <laughs> They're really they do. good. Then we've got up in the north we've got Perfuri picnic sites.
0: Yeah it's it's a it's a picnic site that's super isolated and um it kind of feels like it's in the middle of nowhere. It's not really close to to camps at all. The closest camp would be either Pfori Border Camp, which is a camp that um, is pretty much at Crook's Corner. For those who don't know what Crook's Corner is, it's the pretty much corner where South Africa meets both Zimbabwe and Mozambique. And it's why it's called Crook's Corner is back in the day, it was where a lot of uh, illegals used to come through, do uh, quite a bit of poaching. And then head back. So Crook's Corner and beautiful camp. And also, it's uh, getting back to Perfori picnic site, um, it's also close to Punda Maria. So you have to drive quite a quite a long time, but it is so, so worth it. The birding in that area is amazing. And there's often there's an attendant that looks after that picnic site. And there's multiple nowadays, but there used to be one guy back in the day named Shadrach. And he used to know every single bird in that area. Wow. He was just amazing. And now they've got multiple guys that are just as good at birding. And so if you're ever at that picnic site, just uh, just give one of the, the attendants a shot and I'm pretty f- sure you'll find out they're pretty good birders.
1: Yeah, I was also going to say, birding in that area is really, really cool. And also a very awesome spot to bring your camera and, and try to see if you can get some cool photos of, mm. of some birds, yeah.
0: Look out for the pulse fishing owl.
1: Yeah, oh, that's a, that's one I wanna take off. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. I think that is all we have for this episode. It became quite long. We had a lot to say about we all did. these different camps. Yeah,
0: guys. Our next episode is kind of a passion project for me. Um, and, and, f- and a
1: question that we got from a listener.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's it's a completely valid question and a very interesting one. And it's going to be how we identify animals. Actually, the question was, how do we identify leopards? It was from my my, my story, I think, two episodes ago. Mm. Um, and how do you manage to identify leopards? So I'm going to do a, um, an episode on that where I talk about how we do it in the industry and just how exactly all that works on not just leopard, but on other big cats as well.
1: Mm, I think that would be very interesting to hear how, how you can recognize an animal that's to the eye looks they all look the same. Yeah. So stay tuned for that guys and thanks so much for listening and I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as we are enjoying recording it.
0: Cheers guys. We'll see you soon.